In other words, if you replace the word particles with a person and you give that person your undivided attention, you're actually going to create change in that person? Yes, and also in yourself. That's the purity of it. Rain Podcast. Welcome to another episode of Unleash Your Supernova. Hi, I'm Nova Lorraine, your host and founder of Rain Magazine. And as you know, Rain Magazine is on a mission to inspire millions worldwide. We're excited to bring you another episode where we interview the gutsiest founders and rainmakers from around the globe in fashion, culture, and technology. Sit back and learn tips, hacks, and words of wisdom where you can unleash your superpowers. So I'm really excited today to introduce you to Dr. Berlinger. Dr. Christian Berlinger has over 25 years experience in Vedic science. He also has a doctorate in philosophy and management. And of course, he's also an entrepreneur. Welcome, Dr. Berlinger. Hi, Nova. Thanks for having me. I'm very excited about that podcast. So let's start. It's amazing. Awesome. Well, before we get started, a little birdie told me that you were just in Dubai and Qatar. Most people don't get an opportunity to visit those parts of the world. Tell us a little bit about your recent trip. Yes, this is true. I basically was in Qatar first, where I led a negotiation between a European company and the royal family of Qatar. Ooh, the royal family of Qatar. Well, excuse me. (laughs) Yeah, that was pretty exciting, I have to admit. They're very nice people, by the way, very humble, very down to earth. And it was very, very interesting. And then afterwards, there was still a part to do, like a leftover kind of thing of the negotiation to basically finish in Dubai. It's not far, by the way. So is Dubai all that is cracked up to be? I mean, I hear it's like Disney World on steroids. <laughs> What's your take on Dubai? Well, it is a bit, I have to admit. You know, I mean, there's like the highest, the biggest, the largest, the whatever, right? So this is kind of true. And obviously, this is fascinating on one level to see because it's all man-made. There's very little nature, unfortunately. I mean, the only way you get into nature is when you go into the desert. But it's fun. You know, I mean, going to the highest building, going to the most expensive hotel, even though you're just having coffee, basically, (laughs) because you don't really get rooms. But, you know, it's nice. It's it's an interesting thing. But I, I wouldn't say I could necessarily live there, but go there for a week. It's fun. All right. So I'll keep it on my bucket list. It's definitely one of the places I want to see. Let's talk a little bit about your entrepreneurial journey. Obviously, it takes a lot to accomplish the level of success you have in order to be in a position where you're negotiating business deals with a royal family of any country. So I would like you to share just a little insight on your life path as an entrepreneur and how you got to where you are now. Well, thanks for asking that. Well, in in the end of the day, it just all goes step by step. You're doing your school, you're doing your university, and then at one point you start working. And I right away decided I'm no good being employed. So I became an entrepreneur right from the beginning. And at that time, you know, it was very easy to make a career in the building industry. I mean, easy and not depends, you know, how you see it. And I got quite successful there, especially in prefabricated homes. 
And then from there, I always continued to go after my passion that was Vedic science and quantum physics. So to get those two under, so to say, one head, that was my challenge from the beginning. But I really love challenges. And I think this is what life is all about. You know, if you can manage that, then you do live, right? Oh, that's really interesting. So you went from construction, real estate, to really honing in on your passions in quantum science and Vedic science. You mentioned the challenge of bringing those two together. What would you say is an obstacle or something that was really difficult that presented itself to you on that journey? And how did you get past it? Well, I think like most people who lead busy lives and uh, probably every entrepreneur will just now start to listen, it's time, right? Because, you know, you, you, you have a certain amount of time and you have a certain amount of meetings and you have to really, really focus on what's important and what's not important and be totally focused in the moment. And then it's actually possible to do a lot of things in very little time. And I think to learn this at the beginning, that was my biggest challenge. Time and managing time was your biggest challenge, you say? Yes. Basically, you know, to in a way move a bit beyond time. Let's say we are looking at any problem we have. Mostly we don't really intensively look. We just kind of see, oh, there's a problem, let's avoid it. But the moment you actually really every moment look at the things that are going on and deeply absorb them, then you can also solve them quite quickly. Then, of course, you have more time because you're just not stuck so much in these processes and maybe one day that's going to happen or you're just doing one thing after the other. And then it seems that just so much time frees up. That's interesting because I think time management is the quest for entrepreneurs. A lot of us in the very beginning are juggling so many hats and roles. And for some, they still have a day job as they're starting their business. Or for others, they have a family and they're trying to launch or run a business or grow a business. So the concept of time and the challenge of finding enough of it or more of it, I think most of us are still trying to figure out. So that's really interesting. And would love to see how you've used your quantum background tapping into some of those secrets. But before going into that, you are joining us all the way from Frankfurt, Germany. And one of the things that I find fascinating, I'm originally from Jamaica, is how our location impacts the success of our business sometimes or the inspiration for ideas. So I would love to hear a little bit about being where you are and how that's impacted you so far in terms of executing any of your entrepreneurial ideas or assisting you on your journey? Well, I think location does matter. It matters in two ways. First, you need to be located in a way strategically, especially when you do what I do near an airport, because you travel a lot. So that definitely is a big plus. If you have to already, you know, spend like five hours to reach the next airport, you may live really amazing, you know, on some countryside estate, but it doesn't help very much if you're traveling a lot. And the second thing is, of course, you need kind of a inducive environment. In quantum physics, we call this like kind of a felt, excuse my German word, it's basically a mental plane that just, you know, induces certain possibilities. 
it's a little bit like, you know, you're a startup and you're tech and you go to Silicon Valley, you're probably at the right place because you have so many people who think alike, so many businesses who go in the same direction. You almost can't go in a different direction. You just have to join in, basically. And in that way, I have to also say, especially living many years in India, Nepal, and also other different locations in Asia, helped me also to get a very unique perspective on life. Oh, wow. So India, Asia, Germany, Dubai, Qatar, (laughs) you are the world traveler. Now, that's very cool. And, And I'm sure those experiences, especially in Nepal and India, has influenced your Vedic background and would love to hear again how it ties into your quantum research right now. But I want to hear about what is a project that you are currently working on or that's on the horizon that you're really excited about? Oh, yeah. This is, of course, the story of every entrepreneur's life. There's always many things coming up. So in the moment, there is two projects that I'm involved in construction as a consultant. One is in Switzerland and one is in Spain. Especially Spain is very close to my heart because I grew up there a little bit as a kid. So I love it. It's beautiful weather, beautiful beaches. So who wouldn't? And the second one is that I'm in the moment setting up a think tank with several friends that we want to call Beyond Thought. And this is very close to my heart. I would say this is a very, very passionate project. Two things jumped out at me there. Spain. (laughs) (laughs) And I want to be a part of that project because I love Spain. I spent six months there. I lived there for about six months, once upon a time, and in Granada. And I studied at the University of Granada for that time period and just absolutely adore Spain as a country and culture and the food and all of that. And then you mentioned Beyond Thought, this think tank. The word thought is what jumped out at me there because I really believe that the power of our thoughts really influence how quickly we can actually bring an idea to execution. If you can share a little more detail about this think tank and and how did you come up with the name Beyond Thought? Yes, you're probably aware of the classic that teach you, you know, like think pink, think positive, have good and encouraging thoughts. And don't get me wrong, that's definitely right. But, you know, thoughts can also only bring you so much, you know, because I have that funny example. I mean, you're, you're in the middle of the road and a bus is speeding onto you. And what do you do? You, you think, oh, I'm going to be so positive, the bus is going to stop. No, you're not. You're realizing the bus and you move. Otherwise, no matter how many good thoughts you have, if the guy doesn't see you, he probably is going to overrun you. That's why I'm actually calling it beyond thought, because there is this kind of quantum principle that if you watch something very intensely, and if you look at something with your full attention, something very magical is happening. And this is basically beyond thought moving in time. Let me explain you what I mean with moving in time. It is whenever you're not in the moment with your thought, like you're thinking about what has happened or what will happen, you're in kind of an illusionary, fragmentary state. But the moment you're in the moment, in full attention, you know, just imagine you're, you're proposing to somebody or you're, you're falling in love, then you're 100% there. And then, you know, that magic of the moment really unfolds. Mm. So it's not just thought and being positive. In the example that you gave with the bus, it's thought plus action. And then it goes even beyond that, (laughs) no pun intended, with beyond thought. It also requires you to 
be present, to be in that moment, which you're equating to the same concept of love. Correct? Did I get that right? Kind of, because look, if you give anything or anyone total attention, that is actually an act of love. I mean, imagine you're giving your full attention to a child. And even if it is only just for a certain amount of time, don't you feel seen? Don't you feel acknowledged? Don't you feel loved? Mm, Absolutely. I mean, I don't think there's a lot that can top the love that a child gives a parent, right? So one of the joys of being a parent is that unconditional love that you experience. And, you know, the same thing, basically, many people understand the order they get that, you know, Love is not like the tingling feeling when you're 15 and you see an amazing boy or an amazing girl. That's part of it. But, you know, it's also this attention to detail, attention to a person. Maybe the older one gets, the more understands that that attention is really priceless because it's just something very special and not everybody has it. And once we start being in this almost consciousness of constant attention, everything kind of changes on a level of quantum mechanics because it's a bit like whenever we watch something whenever we intensely see something something happens and it's not that we do something it is just the act of attention itself that changes everything hmm that's interesting there was a point that you made earlier in in terms of being too far in the past or too far ahead in the future that just reminds me of a point someone had shared with me where if you're tuned into your feelings and you are feeling anxious or a little sad or depressed, usually you're either dwelling on something in the past or you're thinking too hard about something in the future that has not yet happened. And where I think sometimes the concept of being in the present and being in the now is a little elusive, knowing that you can just pay attention to your feelings to guide you on, okay, am I dwelling on something that I can't change or am I thinking about something that I have no control of as it relates to the future and using that as a gauge to sort of ground you and bring you back to that present moment, I think is really interesting. But then also you just mentioned the fact that just by giving something attention actually changes that. Can you just go into a little more detail? Yeah, look, this is basically a a principle that comes from quantum physics. There is different experiments where they noticed very early on that if you give the experiment attention, particles, for example, behave different than if you don't give it attention. So now somebody could say, how is that possible that one's watching an experiment, the outcome is different than one's not watching the experiment? There's, for example, one that comes to mind called double split experiment. And that was basically the first time actual proof that attention alone changes the way particles behave. And that means when particles change, also everything else changes because they're like the finest building blocks of our reality. Mm, wow. And so, in other words, if you replace the word particles with a person and you give that person your undivided attention, then you're actually going to create change in that person? Yes, and also in yourself. That's the beauty of it. And it's not a change like that you want to go from A to B. You're actually not giving a direction 
Because the moment you do this, you're not allowing change. Change has to be basically allowed. You just watch it and allow the change to happen. Or you allow yourself, if you have them, to just find the solution. It just presents itself. And this is a complete new way of thinking, but it actually isn't so uncommon. If you really think about it, even in, in all, let's say, religions, you know, we have similar sayings that the eyes of the Lord are upon something or somebody, and then the person or the field or the animal prospers. So, you know, and, and it's the same, you know, in children's education. Obviously, children who get a good positive attention prosper, and those who are neglected don't. So I think it's, in a way, common sense. But to, to, you know, transport that knowledge into a business, into your everyday life, that's a bit of work at the beginning because it's a different approach. No, absolutely. I don't think most people going into a business deal or a networking event or jumping on a call, a casual call, is intentionally in that moment saying, I'm going to give my undevoted attention to this person, to every word they're saying to every movement of their body or whatever it is. And especially if they don't know that by doing that, it will affect some sort of change with that person and themselves. And so I do think that's a really interesting point and would like to explore that a little bit more in an example in business. But there was something else that you had touched on that I thought was really interesting in terms of being in that moment, observing or paying attention but without expectations. And then, so what are expectations? You're either bringing in a preconceived idea or notion based on a past experience or words you've heard someone say or could not work in the future. And so even just retraining our thoughts to go into these moments without expectations, I think is a challenge. But then if we get there, then I'm sure amazing things happen at that point in time. I would love for you to share with us an example of, give me a scenario that an entrepreneur would be in that they can actually apply this to. Okay, look, many, many entrepreneurs do something new. And I think this is the maybe biggest challenge that you have a new idea and it has not been done. And now you have to convince others how that could work, how that could look. And so when you do that, for example, I really believe on one-on-one talks because the moment you present that in a, in a very big surrounding, half of your audience is sleeping, the other one is texting. So it's very difficult to understand if anybody gives you any attention at all. But if you're sitting together with a certain person where you know, okay, person may have the money or the connection or the possibilities to help you, and then you get that person's attention, absolutely, and 100%, and even if it is only for a very brief moment, And then you look at your idea intensely. You become the idea. You absorb the idea. There's no way that person is going to not say, oh, my God, this is amazing. I'm going to help you. I'm going to sponsor you. I'm going to go all the way with you. And, you know, this only happens when no one is judging the new idea. No one is saying, oh, this can't work. Oh, my God, this has never been done. Of course, it has never been done. That's the point of being an entrepreneur. This the challenge of finding those things that have never been done and then finding people who say, you know what, this is an amazing idea because it has all the solution implemented. I'm supporting you. Oh, I love that. And that's pretty profound because 
often we are in those situations where we have to convince someone, right? The investor, the business partner, the consumer, the media to support us, to trust us, to give us that chance or that opportunity. And so going into a situation with these sort of tools in your back pocket where one, just be present, two, give your undivided attention, three, no expectations, therefore no judgment, including how a lot of us judge ourselves and our own ideas, but clear your mental palate is what I would say in terms of your own idea, become that idea. And then just like the situation you presented earlier with the parent and the child, if that person across from you is receiving that same sense of love, that same energy that is embodied when you feel loved or sharing quote unquote love, there's nothing left for them but to support you in whatever capacity. And if we know that, then there's a lot less ambiguity, a lot less fear of rejection. It's just, okay, here's this person, whoever they are, I'm going to just be in the moment. I am going to give them my full attention without any judgments, without any expectations and see what unfolds. So I love that because it it takes a lot of the, I don't know, anxiety that comes with closing a deal or networking with a new person or taking this idea from point A to point B. Exactly. You know, because let's be honest, any anxiety comes from expectations. You feel you have to reach this in order to get that. But, you know, who says that that's the best way? The moment you're sitting together with anybody else, you're no longer alone, right? You're then basically two people looking at something. And then, of course, the solution will be much more easy because it's not only you're giving your attention. Everybody, including the other person or maybe even three or four people, they all give their full attention. And then the solution, of course, is, is much more comprehensive. No, that completely makes sense. And it should be a theory that's taught in every school. <laughs> because I think if you're embarking on this entrepreneurial journey, and it could be applied to life as well, it's not just you know being an entrepreneur, right? So in terms of relationships at whatever level, your boss, your colleague, your romantic partner, it applies to that as well. I want to go back to my interest in your phrase of what you named your think tank, Beyond Thought. And I would like to hear a little more about what your think tank's vision is, mission is. What is the first sort of task at hand? Well, look, the whole point about these principles is not to be actually abstract, but it's it's to live them because it's really fun. You know, once you're in the moment, once you're like basically almost have this childlike perception of the world, you're actually having fun. You're there, you're engaged, you're 100%. There's nothing boring in that. Like I said, it's almost like when you fall in love. You don't fall asleep when you're falling in love, right? You're there, you're like, your heart rate is higher, your eyes are more open, your ears are more sensitive. Everything is on, everything is like aware. This is why we love that feeling, you know, because we feel simply so good. And then, of course, you know, if you feel that good all the time, of course, people want to do things with you because they say, oh my God, what's wrong with that guy? Is that for real? Is this a show? No, each time I meet that guy, he transports this amazing feeling, this amazing attention. Well, I want to do something with you. Oh yeah, that's true. So of course, if someone feels more special with you, they're going to want to be around you more, spend more time with you or do business with you. And so... Part of your goal then with the think tank is to 
share actual applicable strategies that people can use in their everyday lives? The reason why we call it beyond thought is that basically attention has very little to do with thought. Attention is just an act. And obviously then still you're thinking about certain things, but you're in the moment, you're engaged. You're not thinking about the past. You're not thinking about the future. You're just like right there. And you have this open eyes, almost like a child. Everything is new. Everything is fresh all the time. And then, you know, you see all the possibilities within a certain moment. The more you do that, the more experience you get in being in that moment, the more you actually really literally don't want to think about the past anymore or don't want to think about the future because the moment is so amazing, it's so beautiful, so interesting. Why would you go anywhere else? No, I agree. And even when you were bringing up the example of seeing the world through the eyes of a child, being in that childlike state again, that just brought this huge smile on my face because I'm sure that we can go back to a moment during a summer break or a family vacation or hanging out with our best friend, you know, something that just conjures up these really wonderful feelings and this sort of sense of fearlessness. And as a child, you are just in that moment. You are engaging really intently with that person. You are just playing and there are no expectations. There are no judgments. And so that's a really wonderful way to try to get in that space when you are doing business or approaching a new idea or a project. And we really look forward to seeing more from you and your think tank. And then also bringing more questions to you that can help us on this really unpredictable journey that we call entrepreneurship. So for those listeners out there that's really enjoying this conversation, if you have questions that you would like to pose to Dr. Bellinger and we can bring him back to have another conversation about it, please feel free to email me at nl at rainmagazine.com and we'll bring him back for another conversation and how we can incorporate theories of quantum science into becoming more successful entrepreneurs, but then also having a more fulfilled life. So thank you so much, Dr. Bellinger, for taking the time to spend with us today, sharing a little bit about your venture to Qatar and the words of wisdom that you had as it relates to being in the present and when we're doing our everyday activities to really think, quote unquote, about how important it is to go beyond the thought. Well, thanks for having me. And maybe let me end with that thought, you know, that it's really about happiness. Once you engage in the moment, you're actually happy. There is no worries. There's no depression. There's just pure bliss. There is attention. There is love. Basically, you're not only curing your little business problem that may seem so pressing right now, you're curing every aspect of your life because you're engaged, you're, you're awake, you're, you're 100% there. And I think this gives so many answers in one moment that actually just do it, don't think about it, and just be this happy child discovering the world every day again and again new. I love that. Thank you. Thank you for those words of wisdom that we can use to close out our episode for today. Thank you again, everyone, for joining us on another episode of Unleash Your Supernova, where we bridge the gap between creativity and entrepreneurship. Tune in to our next show. As you know, we release new shows every two weeks. And again, email us at nl at rainmagazine.com 
with any questions that you have that you would like us to ask Dr. Berlinger so we can bring him back for another really interesting conversation. Thanks again, Dr. Berlinger, and thank you, our listeners. <laughs>